Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Unrenowned Podcast where we talk about Siege. What we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. This is the longest running Rainbow Six Siege podcast. In the world. forget. In the world. Uh, guess what? What? They don't do mid-season uh, reinforcements anymore. Nope. But they still do. They just don't call it that. Correct. So that's happening. Uh, it's in the test server now. It's the year five season 3.3 patch. It comes with a Tachanka rework. It comes with uh, some adjustments to a lot of operators, including shields that are pretty significant. So we will talk about that. Um, what else? You had some Twitter post or something you wanted to talk about. I'm not sure if I did. Oh, there's some uh, statistics oh. that are really cool that we're going to talk about. Yes, that. Um, so also, we're just going to mention real fast. I'm just going to, just in quotes, are you ready for this? Are you guys ready for this? The new My Stats will be released on the launch of Operation Shadow Legacy. Check it out. It did not release on the launch of Shadow Legacy. No, and there's been no word about it, right? And it has not. Yeah, and every time I post anything about it, everyone always says it's already out. And I say link, and they link to the old stats. And they say, no, this is the video. Watch what it is. Yeah. And then they go, why do you care? Because I want to see my the maps that I'm better on, the maps I'm not good yeah. on. I want to be able to change the date range and see, and they, oh, that's already there in R6 tracker. No, it's not. R6 tracker doesn't break it down my and map And even if for it you. was, that's not what you're talking about. Yeah. You're, you're asking I'm, where this feature is that they said would exactly, be released. Exactly. It's not, why do you care? Because I'm saying, no, you said you'd release this feature, and you said you were like confident. And I think it's just been forgotten. I think someone just forgot. No. No. It, you think it was still delayed. On it? it was delayed for some reason, and it will come out, but... But it is very poor communication that they haven't even mentioned anything about it. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm with you. That's that's frustrating. Yeah. Um, and like I get it. Like for a lot of people, it's not like a critical feature, and that's fine. Yeah. But I don't care about a lot of other features that get released, and people lose their minds over it. So you know, who cares? Yes, this is true. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so we'll talk about all that stuff, and then we have a Discord discourse on the attacker defender. Um. I guess balancing or like power levels between attack and defense and yeah. what should happen there. Uh, so we'll talk about that and then we'll do listener questions. Yeah, I got to say right now I'm drinking Coke. You are drinking Coke. I'm drinking Coke. Coke is good for you. Um, it's not, but it, it, it gets you awake. Not as good as my energy does though. <laughs> my energy, drinkma.com slash r6pod. It is the best stuff that you can possibly do to your water that will make you better at siege mm-hmm. and games. Yep. I've been mixing up with all the flavors. I got to say, Blue Buzz. Blue Buzz is the only answer. Just get Blue Buzz. Go to drinkmod.com slash r6pod. Pick Blue Buzz. Put it in your cart. It's free trial. When you sign up for a subscription, you can cancel it anytime. And uh, if you stick with it, then we get a little kickback. So it helps support the podcast. So hey, thanks to all those people who have been trying out Maw. There's like, yeah, there are a lot, actually. Yeah. There's quite a few that like frequently ask me, like, which flavor should I try next? And I give them a... Uh flavor to try now. It's just, it's good yeah. stuff. It really is good stuff. Ryan's wearing a Ma hat right now. It's, I am actually. Drinkma.com drinkmaw.com slash r6pod. Okay. Uh, should we dive right into designer's notes? Yeah, let's dive actually, right in. Actually, can I tell a story first? Oh, you can. I had an ace yesterday. Oh, that yesterday? sucks. No, two days ago. And I yep. just wasn't recording because like my background, all my background recording solutions have been like crappy and mm-hmm. like, so like there's GeForce experience, which always yep. sucks. Then I was doing like Xbox Game Bar, but that doesn't work with Vulkan. Yep. Uh, so now that doesn't work. And like, I'm too lazy to like open OBS every time and make sure it's recording or whatever. Yes. Like, is there another background recording solution I should be? I, Shadowplay is what I use. Now you're using Shadowplay. Now, now. I, so 
what I did for a long time is I used Game Bar because Shadow Play every once in a while would fail on me on the worst moments. And yeah. so I used Game Bar and Game Bar always worked. Never had a problem. But now right. Vulcan, it doesn't run on Vulcan. Right. And then I started streaming every time I was playing. So then I was just using like the stream buffer. Right. If you're streaming, it's you fine. Play, it's fine. Yeah. But then when I'm not streaming, I just make sure Shadow Play's on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. Uh, but replays are coming soon. So that'll fix yeah, the problem. That will um, but yeah, I had this like beautiful ace attacking top floor of consulate and like, I was just so mad. So like I, I came in through stock trading and like, they had like done this really weird setup where they like castled the door, but then they like blew holes all across the wall so that they could like see you trying to come in the windows. Mm-hmm. And so I joined it out and I saw there was like nobody in there and there was nobody like, like immediately in the hallway. So I was like, okay, I'll just go in this open like safe room that you made for me <laughs> so like so i open the window and i just hold it for a second and like some i think it was like a jaeger or something like comes and like tries to strafe me from the stairs area and just like wrecked him and then like i knew that uh castle was hiding in the janitor's closet because my team was pushing him and i knew he was going to peek over there because he set it up right with yep. the castle and the shotgun holes yep. so i just like go hold the janitor closet and like here he comes sure enough and i just blow his head off it's like okay cool like we're on a roll. This is like the first 20 seconds of the round. So I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So I run up and I like, I throw my EMP because of course I'm Thatcher because yeah. I was playing casual and he wasn't banned. So I, <laughs> I throw my EMP, you know, at the regular wall so we can get it open. And as soon as the EMP goes off, I notice smart glasses disabled in my points feed. And I was like, huh, Warden's right there. So I just like go into Janner's closet and just like spray like right where behind the desk would be like headshot. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Here we go. And then, uh, I think they had a rotate in from the janitor's closet. I don't remember how I got the last two guys. Oh, I we ended up having to plant. I I think I killed one guy defending the planter, and then the last guy, like I was just like holding the planted diffuser, and like my teammate was like hanging on the window, like being super safe. So like, all right, this is my opportunity to go for the ace, and like he was super focused on the window guy, so I just like walked up and shot him in the back, and it was like ace baby. But it, I, feels, I, it sucks when you have it and you can't. There's nothing you can do. You're like, yeah, I can't. And you're just thinking in your head, like, there's got to be some way that I can, like, get that back. But here's what you can do. You can talk about it on your longest running Rainbow Six Siege podcast <laughs> with, with thousands of listeners. It's true. It's true. Uh, so, yeah, I was very sad that I didn't record that. So get your background recording solutions in order, guys. Don't be, don't be Ryan. Don't be sad. Don't be Ryan. But just like the like, if it was just like an ace, like I've had aces before, that's fine. But like this, the kill through with the warden was just like so great, yeah. and I was like, I'm so sad I didn't get that. Turn your points on, people. Yeah, points are you should be using points. Like, there's no reason to turn your points off because it's silly. You it's an advantage. Okay, um, let's talk about the designers' notes. Year five, season three point three. So first of all, they give us as usual the balancing matrix that has the nice graphics with the win deltas versus the presence. Um couple of interesting things looking at the attackers one so first of all ace has completely destroyed thermite as like the pick for hard breaching not only is he picked 60 percent of the time or at least i guess his presence is 60 percent where thermite is down at like the average of under 20 percent mm. but also ace's wind delta is almost two percent where thermites is negative two percent almost so, uh, there's they're, they're about three percent uh apart three points apart so Ace has completely supplanted Thermite in that role. I know people were saying that like he wouldn't, that it like it wouldn't be make Thermite obsolete. And I don't think it makes Thermite totally obsolete, but like I think we can see here that Ace is by far the preferred pick. And they've they've made the change to Ace now too. That and I don't know. This is the this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. I feel like every change they make sometimes for some of these things to try to change them to be like not banned as much. It's like 
I don't know if that was the problem. That was never the issue. Like you're not targeting with the why people are picking the person. People are picking Ace because they have three of them, and it's almost impossible to bandit trick it. Right. Like as long as you, if it's a bandit trying to trick it, and you have Thatcher, or even you have Callie, and you're trying to trick, you can just throw three Selmas on the three wide walls, and right. you can't do anything. Right. Um, and that's why they're picking him. They're not picking him because it makes three walkthrough holes. Like I don't really care if the hole, as long as I can get through the hole. I don't right. care what size it is. Right. Well, and, and like on top of that, it's like, yeah, so I mean, three versus two is what you're saying, but also it's like so much safer. Uh, so like you can, mm-hmm. like, for example, attacking um, uh, the bottom of cafe, the under top bottom. Yeah. 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 Uh, bottom under top. Yep. Um, so you can like, you can open that white stairs door or the wall over there and you can just toss a gadget onto the freezer wall and yeah. open it up. You don't have to have a thermite walk up to it and plant it, right? Yeah. Like it's so much safer. And then yeah, all you, have to you do... honestly don't even have to check white stairs because you no, you can I check mean, white stairs with your Selma. You throw your Selma on the wall. If there's a guy on white stairs, he's probably going to shoot it. And then you know, oh yeah, there's someone on white stairs. Yeah, exactly. And and you can sacrifice that Selma, right? Yeah. Like I've, I've actually, last night I used a Selma to burn an ADS. Like, <laughs> Because like I was I was last guy trying to push and like I threw a smoke and an ADS got it and I was like okay and I was like oh just burn a Selma who cares yeah. and I just tossed a Selma and burned the ADS so I could get my smoke in uh, and it's just like that's how how cheap they are yeah. right like it's not how often do you do that with zero scams uh I've done it yeah I've I've done it quite I try to throw a frag I'm like dang it I'm like oh, I'll just I'll burn it with one of my cams yeah so I have he, four of them he has too many he yeah, should have he has three. One too many. Uh, he'll be reduced, I think. the The one thing about him is that his cameras are super loud and like easy to see. Yeah. Like once it's down, I feel like it's fairly safe as long as nobody saw it go down. And like I feel like the light on it is not as uh, it's not very like obvious, right? It and just blends in. Like I a mean, black a... eye light is like so easy to see unless you're like outside where it's like I have no idea where to look. But right. right. <laughs> um. But yeah, like he should have three because it's like, I just don't care about them. I just shoot them and like, I'll shoot one and somebody will shoot it and I'll just shoot another one in the same spot. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's right in the right spot. He's right in the sledge spot. Um, Sam Fisher zero in like right in the crosshairs of the presence and, and wind Delta. It, it's funny. That's called the sledge spot. Sledge is nowhere near that spot right now. No, he's not. He's way up. I don't know why. Just, uh, just on pick rate. He's still it, even on wind. That, that could have to do with, the fact that people are using Maverick to Maverick trick and then open the wall with Sledge because Thatcher's being banned. Oh yeah, yeah, it <laughs> so could much be. at the moment. Um, yeah, Sledge has definitely bumped up. Sophia and Ash are just way up there. Like Ash, I feel like fell quite a bit, and Twitch overtook her spot as the most pick. Twitch, I don't even see where is she. She's way down in the She's middle in now. Sledge spot, which is weird. Did they change the F two? They did a little bit ago. They oh they it's gave it more a recoil, while. didn't they? They get more recoil, and then well now it has no ACOG, which is good because it was hard to control. Oh, okay. They, yeah, like, I, they I killed, actually they killed that gun. I hate the F two now. Like I, I don't I play Twitch anymore. Um, but yeah, Ash is kind of she's really shot back up there at and most. Sophia, uh, these are just entry faggers, Sophia and Ash now. Right, right. Uh, it, which is so funny because Sophia came out of nowhere with it. it people and especially it's this level. It's the platinum diamond level. They just follow pro league. Pro league starts doing something in platinum diamond level. So, oh well, yeah, you put yeah, Sophia entry fragging now. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. <laughs> this yeah. is pro league. This is rigged. Yep. Do what they do. Uh, Glass way down there off the chart. Negative ten percent wind delta. He needs some love, which he will be getting. We'll talk about that in a second. Yep. Um, Fuse also, I noticed he's still like one of the least picked, but he's bumped up in wind delta. I wonder if the getting that fourth cluster charge has made a difference for him. It definitely might have. I I sometimes pick him now because I know he has a fourth one, and I just think like, oh yeah, I want to try it. But 
I, um, I was picking him a bunch this season because of the explosive challenge for the battle uh, pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Fuse seems to me to be uh, at least a semi-reliable way to get some explosive kills, especially if you're like playing casual or whatever. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, like I mean, I just I think that he, uh, you you don't feel like you need to be safe with those cluster charges anymore. Just like Sam Fisher, right? Like yeah, that fourth like, one. Oh, yeah, just put one down. Yeah, just put it down. If it if it burns, that's fine. Like I'll just do another one. Yep. Um. Yeah, that that's think about um it on the attackers. Anything else? Uh, Amaru looks like is getting a little bit better now that she's had that buff with her uh, her speedy entry. Yeah, kind comes up a little faster. Yeah, she, Amaru, she's actually like I feel like she has become very effective. Like it's not an opportunity you pick every round, but just like that random Amaru rush, I just feel like is very good. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've had a little bit of success with it sometimes. I've had. Amaru's come in and completely destroy my team, or at least like if you pick off two guys right away as Amaru, like that's a huge win, even yeah. if you die immediately after, right? So yeah. now you're four versus three, their whole strategy's messed up. They might have lost a lot of utility. Like, so that's a huge win. I think Amaru has, has gotten into a really good spot of like a a, um, a mix up type of operator. Yeah. Also, I'm going to tell another story. I had a, a fantastic nook around. So, like, interesting. Yeah, I was playing not we were, regular. No, we were playing against this, like, just really annoying, stupid team. And, like, I just got burned by this vigil trying to go in the round before. And I was, like, so mad about it. And I was, like, fine, I'll counter vigil with Nook. And, like, just, like, it's just being stubborn and stupid. And so, like, it's on cafe again. So, like, I just, I pick Nook. I clear out, like, I drone out, like, White Stairs area. Like, okay, yeah, it looks safe. So I just, like, walk up White Stairs, get to, like, the, the, like, second. The between first and second floor landing. Okay. And then just like turn my thing on, walk up. There's a guy holding the piano door down the hall. So I just like, I popped him really quick. And then like, I just, I just go. And so just like with my thing on, like, and there was a camera right there. So like, I was deceiving the camera. And like, I come up and there's like a doc holding the angle in cocktail looking out the top of white stairs. Yeah. And so like, I just, I owned him like super quick and they just had no idea. Like, so those two guys were looking at me, but then like I walked in and the third guy was like back. I don't remember if he was like in heaven or like just outside of heaven, but he was looking across at like somebody else. And so like, I just destroyed him. And then it's five verse two in like the first 30 seconds. If you can get up those white stairs in cafe, like you oh, can do yeah. some serious, like just going in cocktail. If you can get in there, you can do serious damage. A quick push up there is so strong, especially if they don't it have like so barbed wire too. or if they don't yep. have like Malusi gadgets at the top. It's like, it's so strong because you're yeah. just right there. Like it's yep. so quick to get up there. And like, the like it's such a small angle too like if you're pushing into cocktail it's just like that that oblique angle into the yeah. uh into the site so like they don't have like a lot of time to see you like if you need to peek back into or like fall back into cover right but anyway I, that was that was really fun it was like five verse two instantly and then my team just started dropping and like just destroyed people so that's nice. nice. playing quick match every once in a while is a good time or just unranked when's that battle pass over um, okay, here's the problem. <laughs> I'm trying to get the stupid uh zero headgear yeah. that's at level sixty-six. It's the it's just like the straight up regular zero face, not the shaved bald one, yep. but has the the goggles on the top. Yep. Like that's Sam Fisher. I need that. Level sixty-six. I'm level fifty-one and it ends like early Monday morning. So this is not gonna happen. And I'm so it's sad possible. about it. It's, I mean, it is, but like feasible? No, <laughs> not gonna happen. You can buy levels. What? <laughs> Ryan just wasted a lot of money. <laughs> Wait, you with, can buy levels with money, money, with money, money. 
you can click on the one that you want to progress to and you can buy it. Now I'm interested. All right, I'll see I'll see how much I can grind. How much do they cost? Uh, I think it's, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I'll see Costs how much I can grind out and then I might, I just might. Somebody come like play on my account. Just play on my account all weekend. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about defenders here. Defenders, the Jaeger way off the charts still, even after that reduction to two speed. He's just such an essential part of the game. Yeah. Malusi is very good. Do you, do you, again, I, I want to bring this up again. Do you think they should do anything with Jaeger? No. Or is it fine? I think fine. it's fine. Like okay. his win rate is it's actually below average. Yeah. Win um, rate's lower. When Delta is lower. Yeah. So he, he wins less than he loses. So like that's fine. Let him be picked every round and like introduce another operator that does something similar or whatever. But like the thing is, the more that you keep introducing operators that throw things or that shoot things that yet your gadgets destroy, the the more essential he's going to be, right? right? Like you're not going to counter that by like it's never going to go away because you keep introducing more operators that throw things, right? Yeah, just going back in these charts, he's he's gotten more more and more picked over the time. Like back in year four. Okay, so this is the most interesting thing. I think the most recent one I was able to find is Year 4, Season 4, because on all the previous ones, Year 4, Season 3, Year 4, Season 2, Year 4, Season 1, they've removed the images from their website of the wind delta and presence percentage and the ban rates. That's annoying. Like, the the little image icon is there. Like, there's supposed to be an image here, but it's been removed. Hmm. Why? Like, someone had to go in there and be like, delete, right? Like, yeah. does that just delete on its own? I wouldn't think so. I mean, unless they have like old files expiring on their Yeah, I guess that could be whatever, like their old but... files expire or something. Or maybe they did some sort of migration and like old things didn't come over. I mean, you can find it by going to like a Rogue Nine video or something and seeing what he'll, he'll pull up the chart in the video. Yeah. But anyway, my, my point that I was going to make with Jaeger is like literally nothing, nothing changed to Jaeger other than getting worse because of his speed reduction but he just keeps getting picked more and more and more and more and more and more over time and it's like literally like what (laughs) like literally what well again because like who were the last few operators introduced Sam Fisher who he counters which isn't like the reason you pick Jaeger but still Ace who he counters right right? I mean usually Ace is breaching outside the Jaeger thing but but still and then like each of these operators is also coming with smoke grenades and with flashbang you know like so there's just more and more and more throwables coming in so it's like why would you not pick Jaeger yeah uh he like he can be so essential especially when like so much of the defense has started to evolve around like shields and and this kind of stuff it's like yeah you're gonna need that Jaeger yep um so there's that uh Malusi is very good yeah, Malusi's overpicked, too strong. Same with Valkyrie, not to the same extent, but both very good operators. Um, other than that, doesn't look super interesting. Yeah, I think super interesting here. Yeah, I I think we get into the changes that they're making. Let's do it. They did say. Anyway, hold on. Our band band percentages are kind of interesting, just slightly because, and this is again where the pro league thing happens to be a regular siege thing. Thatcher. His ban rate is now 55%. Like, it just keeps going up. Mm-hmm. They nerfed him, which the nerf is still, like, you can still do everything you did before other than the fact the stuff comes back. Right. But Jackal dropped, and he, whether or not you can say he dropped because of the nerf they did to Jackal, it's hard to say that because the the season right after they did that nerf, he was still the number one band operator, and Thatcher's just climbed and passed him now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 
Jackal was banned like 70 plus percent of the time, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was like way up there. Now he's only at 30%. So like yeah. he's still annoying people, but at least like the meta has shifted to but Thatcher yeah, being Thatcher the Thatcher was like 15, 20% and now he's 55%. Like he is clearly the most banned operator mm-hmm. by 20%. He's 20% over Montaigne. Yeah. Ace making his presence known on the ban sheet too at number five behind uh, yeah, Thatcher, Monty, band. Blackbeard, Jackal. Anyway, it's just interesting that Thatcher didn't... He's been the same the whole entire game. He's never changed, and now all of a sudden people are like, oh, but let's start banning Thatcher. You yeah. have to ban Thatcher. Right. What? Sure. <laughs> um, defense, kind of interesting, too. Mira has, like, gone up, I feel like. She used to be second or third. And it, It's funny, because I, I almost never ban Mira. Like, I will if, like, the team's like, let's ban Mira. I'm like, ah, okay, sure. Yeah. But... I just never have a problem with her because I just always go below it and just like you normally you can go below it and just kill the right black mirrors and like she's only good on certain sites and the thing is that the sites that she's good on she's really good on yeah but also like if mirrors on the board I'll play her on good sites too so like I don't feel bad about having her right um, and I feel like I'm pretty good uh, with Mira compared to others not that I am good at Mira objectively but that I'm better with Mira than others is what I'm saying um Echo has dropped then, actually quite a bit. When you say then others, do you mean then other people or other operators? Other operators. Okay. And some other people. I mean, yes, that that too. I'm just curious. About, I was just curious what you I'm, were trying I'm not, to say. I'm not claiming to be like a Mira god or anything. I'm just saying like Mira is one of my better performing operators is what I'm yes. saying. Uh, yeah, Echo's dropped a little bit. He used to be like by far the most banned defender. I'm not really sure why he would have dropped. I think Malusi paid oh, part in his drop. Okay. 100%. I think that's what happened. I think people are being like, we need to ban Malusi and then Echo stays on the board but why would mira have passed echo any idea they both used to be up there at the very top i don't know why people are saying mira still over echo like when malusi's banned yeah they're picking mira instead of echo i don't know who knows um and then valkyrie i feel like is being banned a little bit more she is being banned a little more there's some master she's just almost always banned yeah she's just really really good on she's just good yeah she's way good um and i just feel like teams that don't play valkyrie have started to pick up on like Valkyrie's a problem. And so here's here's part of what I think is happening. Um is originally it was a lot more like you ban the operators whose presence is like really felt. Yeah. And so somebody like a Jackal or a Mira or an Echo, like you when that uh affects you, when when that like counters you, you know it, right? Like it's so obvious and it's so frustrating to lose to an Echo or to lose to to a jackal right or do you, like you usually don't even lose a jackal it's just so annoying getting tracked um and so i think like the initial thing was just like let's ban all these operators like Kavera, right Kavera used to be like very heavily banned in the beginning mm-hmm. just because people didn't want to deal with it and then like people started to learn uh like as as we've gotten more used to ban being around i think people have started to think about it a lot more and that's why you start seeing like valkyrie oh yes. pushing up because like you don't always know when valkyrie affected the outcome right. but like People are starting to learn, like, oh, if we don't actually play Valkyrie that much, we should probably ban her because she's so valuable to the other team. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what's happening here is like people are starting to ban operators that you don't necessarily see the effect happen in real time, but they might notice, like, hey, when this person's off the board, this is becoming easier for us. Right. Um This is so interesting because I remember the the invitational event uh two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Was it the twenty nineteen event? No, twenty eighteen event, right? I don't remember. Oh, it was February 2019. That's when they first introduced, like, this is what it looks like to ban operators. It was Blitz and Jackal and 
Cavera and Echo wasn't one of the ones that was banned frequently. Um, I don't remember. Who who the the I don't remember who the defender one was, but Cavera was always banned. Clash? And Blitz was always banned. Maybe Clash, but it was always Cavera and Blitz every single round. Cavera yeah. and Blitz and Jackal all the time. Yep. And it's just totally changed. And obviously this, this is taking stats from Diamond and Platinum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Platinum and above, but still, it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, some of these changes, though. So Ace, we talked about that. They're the change, and they're making it so the Selma, instead of exploding and dropping another two times to make a walkthrough hole, now it will only explode once and then drop once to mm-hmm. make a vaultable hole. And that's the only change. So there's two explosions instead of three. So he still has three Selmas. Just yeah. They only explode twice. Which, silly. Silly. It's and not and do so anything. this is funny. With this change, we aim to reduce the presence of the operator, maintain Thermite as a credible alternative, and to invite ace players to think twice when placing Selma on a reinforced wall. Why would I Yeah, I'm not going to think twice. Yeah, I won't, I'm not going to change my whether or not I'm going to throw it because it doesn't make as big of a hole. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. If you had changed, yeah. I, it's like the reasoning in here came from reducing the number of Selmas to two from three. Yeah. Not reducing the number of explosions. Uh, yeah, it sounds like they're making that case, but then that's not what they're doing. Right. Frost, they're adding the ITA-12S as a secondary weapon. That is Mira and Jackal's backup shotgun. Um, good. Fantastic. Because like Mira, or Frost with a shotgun is like really good. Like The Super 90 is a pretty decent yeah. shotgun, and having a shotgun as Frost is really nice. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, like shotguns and Siege just are not the weapon to use. So like, And also, her gun's not very great. Or, uh, what's it called? I don't know, her submachine gun. Wow. Yeah. Um I don't know. Uh it's not very good, but it now has a 1.5 scope, so that makes it a lot better. Um and then yeah, getting this ITA 12S is interesting. I mean, so obviously you can make rotates with it and that's like super valuable and all that stuff. But then what they're saying here is super interesting is um so they say her efficiency currently relies on how often she's played. Most players trapped in her welcome mats did not expect the Canadian defender. So this is kind of the thing that we've um posited a few times before is that like trap operators perform better as they're being picked less Mm -hmm. and i think they're basically saying that's exactly right uh they say on top of that frost is often placing her traps in staircases close to doors and windows we hope that by adding a secondary shotgun to her loadout she will benefit from being a bit more versatile but also to be able to create new pathways to place her welcome mats such as rotation holes requiring attackers to vault their way in oh that's actually interesting because i didn't think about that yeah i saw somebody but... actually do this not with the ita 12s but just with the super 90 or somebody else made the hole for them but they did this on uh theme park um they opened a rotation from uh is it cash from cash into like the hallway in front of uh cafe is that what it's called the room with the vault Ooh, theme park okay hold on you're in theme park. There's First, showers. Second floor. I think it's cash, and then like the cash, vault. like cash balcony. You have the vault. I don't know. No, no, no. Cash is the is the far one. What's the one? It's like office or something. Control, like top of dragon no, stairs. No, 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 if no, you're no, going no. up dragon stairs, to no, no, left. no, no, no. So like if you're in cash, you pass through the bathroom, and then there's that okay. like office room with like a desk and that's a the big one room and chair. That's actually the one room in the whole map. I don't. You know. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's, it I think vault, it's called though. office maybe because it looks like oh, an office. That's what you meant by vault. I thought you meant like vault, like climb over something. Yeah, it has a vault. So anyway, as in like a bank vault from that office soft wall that's like by the soda machines that goes into the the 90 degree hallway at the top of yellow stairs in front of uh cafe and and all that yeah, yeah. He, he just opened a uh vault through rotation hole right there put a frost trap at the bottom and it caught somebody so like it's it's a new thing i just thought it was so funny that they're like 
explicitly describing this new strategy and basically saying like please do this people please do this this will make your frost work better and it's just like okay you put that out there for everybody to know yeah it's true uh now but it's... how many people are actually gonna read through their stuff probably not, not tons see, like... but because it... i didn't to be when i read this i didn't read the whole explanation i just read added it 12s mm-hmm. i'm like oh cool yeah it'll be on a on a bikini body video or something oh 100 percent. that's that's coconut bra yeah. and then uh and then everybody will know about it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's this is good for us. Um, the 9mmc one, by the way, is the name of her gun. There you go. Tell me about Glass. Glass. They reduced the vision recovery time to 0.4 seconds from one second. So basically, now when he's trying to like look through smoke and recover when, from when he moves, he has that little bar that goes down. Mm-hmm. It will recover faster in like about half the time. Um, then they removed, they reduced the movement penalization by 50% from 6 seconds to 12 seconds of movement. So now you can actually move while still looking through smoke. So basically what they did with Glass is they banned, they they nerfed the crap out of him and have just slowly made him better and better and better and better and better and better and better, and better mm-hmm. to now where it's looking like he might be a problem again. But yeah, well, it'll, it'll be see. interesting. We'll it'll try, interesting we'll try for... the smoke Glass push through dirt on Clubhouse and see if we can do it. Yeah, if that starts to become a thing again, that's going to be very, very interesting. Because that hasn't even been thought of being a thing for a while now, and but now it looks like it might be. Might have to start playing Warden on that site. Yeah. Um. Okay, Malusi. They are switching out her T5 <laughs> for the MP5. So the T5 is the gun that Legion has as well. Mm-hmm. MP5 is all obviously uh, Rook and Docs SMG. So she's getting that. Apparently, they think that's going to make a huge difference. They say the T5 is currently one of the best defender weapons, but I also think the MP5 is a very good defender weapon. The MP5 is it's not like as powerful. The reason why it's been so good is because it has had the ACOG on it and it's so steady. Mm-hmm. But that, so she, that yeah, wasn't she won't, her issue. She won't have optics. <laughs> She's only going to have uh, one before. X scopes. Right, right. So, but I'm just saying, like, so oh, she won't right, be quite right, as right. effective as like a Doc or a Rook. Right. Uh, but I mean, the MP5 is still like it's a very steady gun. It, yeah, it, still it does decent good. damage. Yep. It has a good fire rate. I mean, it's not the the T5. The T5 has like an insane fire rate and doesn't move at all. And also, I think does pretty good damage. So like, it's not that gun, but it's still a very but, good gun. I don't see this making any uh, bit yeah, of a difference. Her problem. Her problem is the gadget is just very good. Yeah. Um, and then for Oryx, they are switching the MP5 for the T5. So they basically switched weapons. Um. Interesting that originally they thought that Oryx needed what they consider to be the weaker weapon, and they thought that Malusi needed what they think is the stronger weapon. Yeah, it isn't. I just, I don't know. I Oryx's problem again is not the weapon. Again, it's the fact that he makes a bunch of noise when he tries to climb. When he tries to do his ability, and it's just so doing his ability costs so much that mm-hmm. it's not worth the risk. Right. Um. Yeah. He's suffering from having an underwhelming weapon, which turned out to be detrimental to performance. No, and no, 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 no. He was not suffering. This is wrong. I mean, wrong. I mean, they do have statistics about firefights, right? They they have the stats of like, okay, when Oryx gets in a gunfight with somebody else, how often does Oryx win versus Malusi? They have those stats. Correct. But he's losing because he's in the middle of a dash and he can't pull up his gun. Yeah, maybe. Like he has the gun equipped, in quotes. No, he doesn't. But, he's but in the they, middle of a dash. I mean, they, and so he's they trying probably, to pull up his gun. So he probably dies when he has the gun in his hand. No, but hang on. I think they okay. probably have stats of when he's shooting. I think okay. they probably have stats of like both operators shot at each other. But again, he could have been dashing the operator right. shooting at him first, and he gets like one bullet off, and it right. counts as oh, he was in a gunfight. No, he's dying because he's loud as f, 
and he takes forever to pull up his gun, which it's so dangerous because you change that too much and all of a sudden he's one of the most disgustingly annoying operators to ever play against. Yeah, he does get that 1.5 scope, which maybe that It'd makes be a interesting. difference. That, did a, that made a difference with Castle. Yeah, it well, definitely it did. seem to have made a difference with Castle and this win rate and stuff, but... I mean, I think it made Castle a lot better. Uh, but I let's move on like to the highlight of of the day, which is Tachanka. So um, Tachanka, as we know, is getting fully reworked. He's, they're taking off the 1.5 times scope on the 9x19 VSN, which is that SMG. I don't That's an amazing see gun. who's going to be using the SMG. <laughs> I don't it know. seems like if you're playing... <laughs> I mean, I guess some people probably will. They'll say, like, I can't believe you're using the turret. Like, that's... The SMG is the better gun. But the like, is this amazing. is so much better. It's like, yeah, but I'm playing Tachanka. Who cares? Um, it, it, it's yeah, the turret. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know who's going to use that gun. So yeah, that that rework is coming. How much have we talked about that rework? We well, I mean, we never knew anything about it other than what we had seen in the year five. Okay, let's talk a about it a little time bit. ago. So I I played the test server a little bit with it. I didn't really get an opportunity to to do much with it. His gun is fun to use. It mm-hmm. makes like really good rotations like it feels exactly like the old turret except yeah. you can hold it so that's yep. very cool um it has a decent sight on it it's like a custom scope and it's mm-hmm. it's fine uh the the um gadget the like flamethrower launcher thing yes. flame what, were you, what does it even call that incendiary launcher sure i don't know what the it, name is the incendiary launcher uh I could not believe, I'm sure they said this on the um, reveal, but I just wasn't paying attention. But when I actually like played him, I could not believe that you get 10 of those. Yeah. 10. Yeah. I was expecting like five. five at the most. And I thought it would be like one and reload or two and reload or something. Yep. No, he gets a, a magazine of five of them Correct. with another five in the bank. Correct. That's insane. That's Correct. a lot of denial. Yeah, it is. Um, do we know how long they last? Five Have you seconds. paid attention? Okay, so and smoke smoke lasts about ten, 10 seconds, seconds. But this is far more deadly than smoke smoke, I feel like. No. No? It's about the same. Um the radius is significantly smaller than smoke smoke. Okay. Um, but you can cover a lot more area in theory because you could do multiple of them. Correct. Also you can get it into spots that smoke can't necessarily because you can bounce it. Right, yes. Uh, and smoke has the problem where, like, sure, like if you're behind white van, you could toss it over or something. But then he has the problem that it sticks. So, yep. like, if you miss throw it, you're gonna hit the ceiling, get it stuck, and then it's useless. Yep. Uh, Tachanka is not gonna have. I mean, that you problem. can always climb on top of the car and grab it from the ceiling. That's true. That's true. Uh, While the garage is open. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I, I think Tachanka is going to be the primary pick for area denial because i mean not only does he have this thing but then he's got that giant turret that you can just strafe and like just keep shooting yeah he has he does have really good uh he's great he's very good and i am just excited that he's very good and i know a lot of people are mad there was a video made by a pro player and i will find the video so we can put it in the show notes but he makes the argument that he's not overpowered and smoke will still be picked for a couple of reasons and one of his reasons is that smoke is better for like the last couple seconds of plant denial, whereas Tachanka is better for like and like pathway denial. Mm-hmm. So like smoke can throw it like where they're planting. Tachanka is better at like I'm just gonna deny this entryway for as long as I can. Yeah. But instead smoke can deny a plant better. He makes like a lot of good arguments and I can't word things the way he says, but it's worth a watch to see someone else's perspective. And then I think it'll be interesting just to see how he actually does play out when it comes time for it. Yeah. But one of the things that I do think is slightly a problem and then maybe there's the video of um on clubhouse you have tachanka and logistics and they open the hatch 
and he shoots his incendiary grenades through the hatch up towards the cash balcony and it lands on that like that balcony out there on the cash balcony that people uh-huh. stand on and start pushing the cash reinforcement and not cash balcony the security balcony CCTV. what hatch are we talking about logistics hatch okay so tachank is in logistics looking up with his turret he shoots it i see okay. outside uh-huh. all the way to the reinforcement that people are pushing like pushing the cash site that's super cool so it like burns out there the problem is then you have to be Tachanka standing underneath an open hatch with an incendiary launcher out instead of a gun. Right. So it's well, like, and also, like, you would have to take a lot of time ahead of time to memorize that exact spot. You have to know spot. where you have to stand and where you have to And, and then it, you're but... not covering the whole balcony. You're covering a small area. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can shoot five of them, so you can, like, cover the balcony. But then people can just, they see them, they just jump off the balcony. Right. But it is... It is interesting, and it's like maybe there should be some sort of like drop off, like after like a certain distance, where which it does have like a drop, but it seems like it going that far outside seems silly. But at the same time, it's like well, now you're Tachanka just standing underneath a hatch with the yeah. I mean, you're not going to see like this is like trick shot stuff. Like yeah. people aren't going to be doing this every match, yeah. and if they are, then it's just like okay, well, we know that they're this kind of player. Let's go take care of it. Yeah, and that video, by the way, was by Reaper. Reaper, um. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's all we can say about Tachanka for now until we've had like a real opportunity to play him. So we're looking forward to that. And can I, I, I just want to give Reaper credit just for this one thing. The start of this video, instead of saying, hi, I'm Reaper, blah, 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 it literally starts with a black screen saying no intro. And he says, this video has no intro. And he goes into the video. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, ballistic shields. So Monty Blitz, sometimes Fuse, Clash. They have been significantly updated. So, um, explosion protection uh, is a new thing. Right, let's talk about guard break first. So guard break, like you know that like um Blitz and Clash, like when they're meleeed, like they they throw their shield to the side, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the guard break. Right. So they've made some significant tweaks to this thing. Um, so first of all, the, the guard break will be triggered by explosions where it wasn't before, um, depending on how much damage the shield takes from the explosion. So if the shield takes at least 50 damage from the explosion, there will be a small guard break and then it increases with the increase in damage. Um, melee damage, concussion effects, sonic burst will trigger the guard break to the highest degree, while electric damage will only trigger the lowest guard break animation. Additionally, the rotation speed of the shielded operator will be reduced during the animation. And we also added a new animation for Montaigne to prevent his shield from folding up during the guard break. So he will be more like a clash guard break than what it is now where like Echo stuns him and his shield folds up. Like that's so annoying as a mm-hmm. Monty player. Right. Um, so I actually feel like this is good for Montaigne um, overall, maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's good for Montaigne. It nerfs Montaigne. But he won't fold up his shield at least anymore. You can well, keep his true. shield extended. Right, 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 right. But like in the way of melees and right, yeah, melees will now guard break him. So yeah, like that's breaks. that's definitely going to be. He does though block it, and this is something that I swore was in the game before. Is it explosive damage would bounce off the shield and like protect operators behind him? It apparently, didn't do that before. No, it didn't. According not. to this, it didn't. And yeah. I I was certain, like yeah, you plant behind Montaigne, he'll take care of the C four. You're fine. Apparently, that's not a thing. I swore that was a thing. Like, I was literally certain. Yeah, if you would have asked me, I definitely would have thought that if I'm standing behind a Montaigne, yeah. then I'm protected from explosions. You are not currently. But you will be. They're changing that. Yeah, you'll be soon. Um, Which is funny because we've purposefully, we've changed one of our sh- strategies on 
um, pushing archives on border with a Montane push. Yeah. We purposely had someone start planting behind Montane because we're like, well, if they throw a C4, Montane will protect them. That's and not true. Apparently it's not true, but <laughs> yeah. it worked. Yeah. I mean, it only works because we just burned C4s before going in, but it's kind of funny because that's the reason we started doing that. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Also, what's interesting is because electric damage will now trigger the smallest guard break, that makes Clash more of a hard counter for shields because she has the electricity, obviously. So oh, she that's can, very interesting. She can trigger guard breaks against Montaigne, against Blitz. Um, so that's it. What happens if you're like sprinting? I guess, yeah, it would stop Blitz's sprint, right? If Blitz is sprinting at, at Clash and she shocks him? Yeah, he stops a sprint. It, yeah. It, oh. like, mm-hmm. That's a good Blitz counter. Um, you just have to know Blitz is coming. Right. That's all. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, Shield's... Are they just going to be a lot weaker? They don't say who they're targeting. I think it, I, no, they don't. I, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's just... I think what it does is just brings a sort of um, universality. What is that? Universality? <laughs> universality is kind of like... But like a universal... Consistency? Consistency to all the shields. Because Clash, you melee her, it opens. Montaigne, it doesn't. Blitz, you hit him and it opens. Right. And it's just confusing of what does what. So I think they're just trying to make it all kind universal. standardizing that. Yeah. Standardization. And then, and then making it just less frustrating. You're not gonna have that Monty just sitting in the corner like you're unable to kill him while the diffuser is planted. Right. And that's that's one of the that fight right there where a kit is planted and Montaigne standing in a corner, Montaigne can never lose that fight. If you're a smart Montaigne player, it's impossible to lose that fight. Right. Because you just literally sit in the corner until they start diffusing and you let them do their stupid you let it go to three. Three burns. <laughs> and then you unextend your shield and they come off and then you let it do it again and you do it again. You can't beat Montaigne in that situation. Yep. yep. Um, okay. I think the rest of the stuff is... Yeah. TC, SG12, they changed the damage drop-off to go farther. Maximum damage uh, at... Or damage at maximum range is higher. So they're basically making these into pseudo-sniper rifles. ACS12, I think, has the exact same change. I don't know why they're doing this. I don't enjoy being sniped by ACS twelves and TCSG twelves from the from spawn peaks. Speaking of spawn peaks, we have some very interesting statistics. Yeah, give us these statistics. Okay, so R six analyst, a website originally created by just one guy, basically wanted to collect more statistics and know more information, basically doing stuff that Ubisoft should have been doing for us for forever. But he went and did it himself. So he made a plugin where people can say where they spawned and then um, it collects information based off of where you died. The plugin is really cool. It gives you a lot of really cool information. But he's built a bunch of data about spawn peaks and and what spawns are safest. Um, the one caveat to this is that for the plugin to work, what happens is the game prompts you at the beginning of the round where you spawn. So you right. tell it where you spawned. And if you get spawn killed, it knows that that was a spawn kill. But if you never reply, it doesn't know where you spawned. Um, and if you happen to get spawn killed right after spawning and then you reply to the question because you got spawn killed. Right. So there, there is some sort of, we should say we haven't actually used it. So I don't know like when that prompt happens or like what it looks like or, or like how intrusive it is, like how obvious, how easy it is to ignore or whatever. But there's, because there's this element of self-reporting, you like, it could definitely be skewed one way or another. That said, I think we can still look at these as interesting stats and draw some inferences from them. Okay, and it does definitely like the statistics that it shows make sense. Like you look at them and you go, yes, like this is right. This is definitely accurate. Like it right. says, for example, that 
um, bank is one of the highest banking console or the highest spawn peak maps. It's like, yep. that is true. Yep. Those are the maps that I am definitely most careful on for spawn peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, cafe also high. Well, I guess not. That bank consulate is by far the highest. Right. Um, okay. So basically just breaking this down, this is all I thought was really cool. You should look at this website if you have a chance. It shows... Yeah, we'll link to it in the show notes for sure. Our yep. six analyst. Um, just these are the five most dangerous spawns. Consulate gas station, which you would say yes. Cafe Dostoevsky Rivers, River Docks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bank Jewelry. Yes, that's yep. the one where they run out the stupid front door and shoot at you. Uh, Consulate Police Line and Coastline Poolside. The poolside one, I feel like, has become less and less like prevalent over time. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I just never spawn there now. I always spawn ruins now, and I feel like ruins gets spawn peaked in a way pretty frequently. Um, but that that one kind of surprised me. Um, teacups on theme park is the safest place to spawn in the game, which I would also yep, I spawn agree there with. often yeah. because it's so safe. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. The only the problem with theme park with like runouts and spawn peaks is just the one side of the building that's just like a perfect square and there's no cover or anything for attackers if they're pushing something, and so people can jump out any window and just have a perfect line of sight all the way down the edge of the map. Yeah, and that's just awful. That's the barrel side and maintenance side. Right, which is bad. Which is bad, but um, anyway, that's interesting. And the other thing that is really interesting about this is the most picked and most won objective sites. So the most picked ones, I'll just read you the top three, is a border, um, second floor armory and lockers, villa, aviator and games, and canal, server and radar, mm-hmm. which shouldn't surprise you. And then the most won sites, this is actually interesting, theme park, throne room. Yep. Which, yeah, you'd say yes. Outback party and office. That surprises me because everybody always picks um, games, games and laundry, laundry yeah. first all the time. Like that's all the time. Everyone always picks games and laundry first, but party office is way up there and games laundry. Hold on. Games laundry has less than 50%. Nope. Yep. Games laundry has less than. Nope. Hold on. 60%. Thank you. 60% defender wins. 60%. So it's still a very it's strong good, site. But, but it's, it's not as good as Party. Right. Party beats it by 7%. Yeah. Which is very surprising. Uh, no. And Nature and Bushranger beat it also. Yes. Why yeah, okay, are people but, but, okay. games? Well, here, hang on. Okay. So he says, like, when you're reading this, he says, um, okay, the win rate per objective is a hard metric to analyze. Unpopular objective sites usually have quite a high win rate, not because they're easy to defend, but because if you are forced to choose it, you've likely already won your other two defensive rounds and are therefore likely just better than the other team and thus already at an advantage to win the third defense round as well. Yeah. So there's, there's, I think, two things going on there. That's the one thing. Like if you're picking that third site, you've already won most likely two good sites. Yep. Um, so now you're picking like the random site, so you're probably a better team. And then also people don't really know how to attack that third site. Even if it's a weaker site, they just aren't familiar with attacking it. Um, and they might not even know which site you're going to compared to like the other one. So, so like yeah. these compressor room gear store, high win rates aren't necessarily something you can Yeah, it's interesting. All the outback win rates are higher than the first picked one. I will say, I do think party office, that's always a second picked site. So I think that is an accurate like yeah, statistic yeah. right there but the fact that compressor gear and nature room and bush ranger are also above laundry games 
is kind of and the staff room and open area is higher on bank than bank's basement. So let me let's look at Outback how defender sided is Outback overall. Uh oh it's one of the top. It's almost 60% um defender sided. So I was going to say that like maybe they're not winning the first two rounds as often and so that's why uh those other ones aren't coming out as high but no. It's a very defender sided map. Um yeah, this stuff is just so interesting. Yeah, this, I just love, if you like stats, this is very interesting. Yeah, I love stats. Um, because this is the first time we've seen like a significant number, uh, like a a a threshold of data gathered that makes it useful to look at, and mm-hmm. um, and like nobody else has really tackled these particular stats. Right. Um. Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting interesting thing to look at i'd look at it in the show notes if you like stats again it's it's good stuff coastline is by far the most like even map as far as defender and attacker goes which is true when okay. you play coastline here's some interesting overtime stats did you read these no i didn't on average 27 and a half percent of ranked matches go to overtime yeah. what map you're on has no influence on the chance of reaching overtime what MMR you play at does have an influence on your chances of going to overtime. The higher your MMR, the more chance you'll go to overtime. And it has a little chart here where you can see it going up and up and up from the ranks. You're 20% more likely to go to overtime in high platinum compared to low silver. I'm guessing this is because players that are more likely to start throwing or abandoning matches when they are 0-2 mm-hmm. or 0-3 behind never reach the higher ranks. So Interesting. stop so giving up at 0-2. Yep. Yeah, don't give up at 0-2, especially if you're attacking. Like, if you're attacking and you get to 0-2 or 0-3, it's like, well, yeah, but we're going on defense now, so we have a better chance. Yeah. When you're throwing like that, you're never going to rank up, and you're never going to get better because you're not playing against this team that's better than you and trying to, like, learn from them. Like, when you get in these 0-3 situations, that's when you, like, I know it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. But, like, that's when you really should just take the time to say, okay, like, how am I dying? What am I doing wrong? What are these guys doing that's beating us? Those are the rounds you record. Those are the ones where you press that record that button. Yep. And you watch and be like, Oh, okay. That's that's where map replay I think is going to be so cool to watch oh, a game yeah. and be like, what in the world? Because because those us? times where you're like, where did he go? Like it's going to be so nice to just go back and see like, oh, <laughs> he was that hacking. was smart. <laughs> he was hacking. Oh, which that's the thing too is I think sometimes you'll catch up. Be like, I don't even know what happened to us, and you'll go back and watch. And be like, this guy is like ridiculous. We played a game on consulate the other day where we were absolutely destroying them and then all of a sudden we won two attacks in a row our third attack they beat us and like some of us were like dang they that was a better defense for them and then our defending rounds it was like what in the world happened with these guys like they (laughs) all just got way better they got so and they were very obviously hacking on some kill cams you could see them snapping and yeah yeah okay well i'll get that mmr back uh is that it for our six analysts yes Okay, uh, it's time for Discord Discord. Before we do that, we will take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Our Discord Discourse for this week talks all about attacker utility and whether and defender utility, whether or not attacker utility should be buffed or defender utility should be nerfed to get rid of the 22nd meta. For next week, we have an interesting Discord Discourse, something that will actually provoke thought and make you think and come up with solutions and ideas. Mm-hmm. And then Ubisoft will obviously put your ideas into the game. Right. We are going to discuss what to do about Malusi and Jaeger. Do they need to be nerfed? Are they okay where they are? Yep. If they need to be nerfed, how would you go about nerfing them? Yes. Because 
what would you do? Just so, what would you do? Yeah, both of them severely overpicked according to the the stats they gave us. Uh, Jaeger's win rate is actually slightly negative, correct? Um, but Malusi's win rate is quite positive. So Malusi's overpicked over and uh, too strong. Jaeger is overpicked and kind of right around neutral. Um, so there's that. Okay, but getting to our discussion for this week. Um, so here, here's the actual question we asked. R6 is quite defender-oriented at the moment due to the gadget utility economy. Too much utility for attackers to clear, resulting in 20-second meta. Should defenders be nerfed and get some of their utility taken away, or should attackers get a buff and get more utility? So on our little uh, straw poll vote here, uh, seven people voted for an attacker buff, nine people voted for a defender nerf, and six people voted for neither or other. So total 16 people believe there should be some kind of change in the vein of attacking nerfs or, or attacking buffs or defender nerfs and six people believe there should be no change or some other solution so it sounds like people do think there should be a change overall mm-hmm. um i i i do think you do you remember in the year five reveal was it the year four reveal i think it was year five reveal where they talked about how year five and year Oh gosh, no, I can't remember. Five was and it? six. Yeah, it was five and six. Mm-hmm. The year five and year six were going to be like changes to the game that they were going to make to be able to make changes to the game. So like they were going to be less content, more fundamental changes, yes. which we've already seen. Yes, we have hundred percent seen. But in that, he talked about. I he's like I, in the prep phase, we're thinking about changing the prep phase. Like, what if you could pick your attacker after you saw where the defenders were? Yeah, stuff like that would solve this problem. One hundred percent. If you knew like okay, they're playing Jaeger and they're setting up this way, then we're going to bring Thatcher and or Maverick because Maverick can blowtorch the th- floor or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Then you can actually make the plan as attackers of what you can pick and then do attackers all of a sudden have way of a, like a super strong, like who knows? But that would solve the problem of like, there's this utility that you weren't planned, that it wasn't planned to be there, that's there and that's causing a problem for you and you can actually pick the operators to take it away. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, I I feel like though that would make it way too strong for attackers. And well, I don't Probably know, but is. would it because like then again, like most of the time you kind of know what their setup's going to be. I guess mm-hmm. I guess the difference would be like knowing where they are specifically and yeah. like like oh, they didn't bring Mira, so we don't need this and that, right? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it it would really shift it. I mean, uh, it would also make your drone phase, your preparation phase, you would be throwing drones in because you're actually trying to see, like, what they're setting up. Right. Instead of just, like, like where they are, you're actually trying to see, like, okay, what are they doing? What's their setup, yeah. And who's who's playing? Because normally you're just like, okay, they're here. Like, I don't care. Like, I, yes, I care who's on the other team, but at the same time, it's like, well, it doesn't matter. At that point, it doesn't matter because you've already picked your operators. Right. But then when it actually matters, it's like, okay, well, I want to see who they picked. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, okay. So... Um, I guess kind of what are our thoughts before we dive into like the feedback here? Um, I don't know. So like looking at these stats that Will shared with us, which is the the R six analyst stats of like how defender side of the game really is. Like, yeah. I mean, there are some maps that are pretty close, but there's a lot of maps that are like sixty plus percent defender sided, and it's like that's that's a big thing to overcome. And like when you're considering that. 25% of games go to overtime. It's like essentially if you get overtime or defense first on overtime, you're just like you have a right. huge advantage. Yep. Um so it does seem like something should change there. I just don't know if like I don't think I want to like start giving attackers more frags and more 
you know, like more utility to clear stuff. I think I would right. rather lean toward like, let's bring everybody down and like make this less of a gadget game. As much as like, I love that it's all about gadgets and everything. I think at this point, the game has evolved so much that it's gotten to a point where it's more about the gadgets than it is about uh, what I think is truly interesting about the game is like the molding of the map, right? Yeah. And like breaking through walls and using yeah. the ceilings and floors. Like a lot of that has been overshadowed by just uh, having, I don't know, Malusi gadgets. Yep. Right. And it's like, you, who cares about, about trying to open like good holes to use because you'll just put Malusi gadgets everywhere where they can't even get in because they're so slow. And so like, I think let's, let's maybe turn down the dials on everybody a little bit. Siege was so much simpler. It, oh my gosh, so simple. <laughs> I mean, you you came into the game and they, yes, it was like, what does that guy do? What does that guy do? But there's only 10 guys on each team and it was right. just so simple. And like, well, I mean, what was the most complex thing at that point? The bandit like, tricking. Well, and that didn't even exist until like three, four, five months in. Yeah. But like, but like who was the, like even the most complex gadget to understand? Like Jaeger? Like, I mean, there's, and there's like, there was just almost no complexity. Yeah, nothing was confusing. Uh, it was, it was very straightforward. And now it's gotten like, once you start getting to the Dokabees and like the, the Echoes and like all these kinds of operators, it's just like, Finca is like the highlight standout. It's just like, <laughs> what? What do you even do? She does so much. And like, it's not even that useful in the end. Yeah. But just like, like, why do we have to make this so complex? And they're just trying to come up with more ideas, right? Because they're releasing four operators. A season, no, four, two, two operators. Two well, operators now it's just one a season, but yeah, yeah. they were releasing eight a year. Yeah, now four a year. But so I don't know. Um, I think I kind of feel like it's just like let's turn the, all the dials down. Like I'd be interested to to do like an arcade mode where there's no gadgets, like keep breach charges, like maybe one or two breach charges each, and like impacts for defenders or something, like one impact, and just like make it super That's vanilla. Thing too, we've also we've added proximity. Alarms. Mm-hmm. We've added bulletproof cams. We've added the deployable shields with the slits. We've added impacts. Like, right. Things defenders like defenders used to just have deployable shield, barbed wire, and nitro. Right. And right. the deployable shields did not have slits in them. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a lot going on. I don't know. What do you think is the solution? Um. Or does it need a solution? I I really do think part of the solution comes into picking attackers after you know who the defend where the defenders are playing. I think that's a huge part of it. I also think part of the solution, and this is, Toronto Will talks about this in here. I'll kind of read part of his comment. He says, the, he's talking about the rank, the 22nd meta is not really a thing in ranked play. In pro play, they have a checklist that they go through to pave the way for a push and plant. You ultimately just want to open the wall, but that requires replacing a defender, which requires destroying the shield they hide behind, which requires burning out the three ADSs and five magnets guarding the shield. And maybe that requires defeating an impact trick, which can either be just burning out the impacts or you need to achieve map. So basically, for ranked play, it's this is what we want to do, and in order to do this, we have to do X, Y, and Z to get there. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they finish all that, they have twenty second meta. And meta, sorry, that's <laughs> what I tried to say. <laughs> a twenty second meta. And the ranked version of the twenty second meta, attackers just don't have a plan, or they aren't coordinated enough to execute their plan, or see an attacker critical to the plan dies early because of aggressive or careless play. Mm-hmm. So in ranked, it's not because you're doing the step-by-step process in order to do something for this 20-second meta, it's because you are not, you don't have a plan, which happens a lot in ranked. I will notice, like, we have a minute and a half left, and we've had two guys die now, and I'm upside down up hell on the consulate office windows. I'm like, I don't really know what the plan is now. I'm just going to sit here and hope to pick something up. 
but yeah. it's because you don't have a plan. You don't have a fallback plan. And so right. when 20 seconds comes in, everyone pushes and everyone goes, oh, 20 second meta. No, that's wasn't doing anything. But, and I will also say watching, watching a little more pro league recently, obviously we can see the map and we can see everything that's happening that they can't see because either the, their drone just couldn't get in there because it got killed or because the, I mean, they're, they're obviously there's walls. They can't see through the walls. Right. 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 Watching it and being like, you guys could have just pushed this forever ago, like a yeah. minute ago. And you, you literally, and there are, there are times where they, they don't make any progress for 45 seconds because they change their push or they just wait for a kill or something. And then finally just decide to go at 20 seconds Yeah, where it's not 20 second meta. It's literally just, they were waiting to try to pick something up and nothing happened. And so now they're forced to go. Right. And so that does happen. And I'm not saying 20 second meta doesn't exist because it definitely does, but there are definitely times where they could have pushed before 20 seconds and they just decided not to make the push. Yeah. They were waiting, which isn't an awful thing. It is kind of smart to see if you can pick something up before you have to go, but yeah. Also, sometimes you kind of have to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Six Eyes also made some interesting points. Um, he's kind of echoing what Will said, but um, he points out like that defenders have a huge advantage of being able to like hold angles, which is like they're just holding a, like a really sneaky angle on an entrance or whatever, or like a, a crucial choke point that like they can just set up way ahead of time, and you kind of have to push into it. Um, also, uh, let's see. Right. I mean, defending overall is just easier, like you're saying. Like, you don't have to be as organized. Um, and he says, the only tangible concrete advantages attackers have that defenders definitely don't is the option of playing properly outside of the map, the ability to force plays with plants and overall better weapon and secondary gadget variety. I would include drones in this list, but defenders typically have access to enough cameras and intel utility that they cancel each other out a bit. So, like, a- attackers do have some advantages, mm-hmm. but, like, overall, obviously, when you're looking at these stats as well, like, defenders... It's it's just easier. It's way easier to defend. Like when I look at my win rates yeah. with operators, like my win rates for defense are way, way higher. My, way higher. My KDs are higher by like 0. 0.4. Like Valkyrie and Malusi and whoever else I play on defense is like 1.6. Yep. And the attackers, except for Cali, are like 1.2, 1.3. Right. And then the other thing is spawn peaks. And I know that doesn't happen super often, but like if it happens once or twice a game where somebody gets spawn peaked, it's just like, you're starting that round 4v5 and you yeah. didn't have much of a chance to beat it. Like, I, I mean, if you're droning really well and if you're being really careful, a lot of times you can pick off a spawn peeker. But sometimes, like, like every once in a while, you're, you're just playing the game, right? And yeah. you're not, like, trying to be super obsessed about that kind of stuff. And it's just like, I was just trying to walk up to the building. Like, I wasn't even ready to yeah, engage yet. Playing. Like, it's just so annoying. Um, and then, like, that can, like, really ruin your your attitude for the rest of the game. So It's, it's the worst kind of siege. Spawn picking is the worst kind of siege. Yeah. It's so, so like, disgusting. That plays into it too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think like if you really, really wanted to like make it less defender-sided, I think you would have to make some significant changes to the game that I don't know how well they'd be taken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... And you know what? There's a TTS. Can we just try it? Yeah. <laughs> or an arcade. Let's do arcade Yeah, arcade. Modes. Like use the stuff that you have to try some of this stuff i just i don't know i don't see but i I think it is clear even, even from people's statements it's clear that it's hard to come up with like you said hard to come up with just a solution yeah um here's another thing question. from mojo cats 12 he says or he or she says another issue in comp is that a lot of very powerful utilities included with operators that also have extremely useful primary gadgets like how a mine smoke brings shields right 
um, Yeremiah is literally there to protect your shields and he can bring one himself. So like, um, I, I will say I, it's hard to say, get rid of my shield because that's literally what my does is he puts down his shield and throws his gadgets to protect the shield that he's on. Like that's just part of who he is. That's what my is. So it's, and if you're ever solo queuing, which I understand in high level ranked, you're usually not solo queuing, but it's like, then you have to ask someone to bring a shield for you and you have to ask them to put it in a spot for you. Right, and right, then... right. And, and they do balance around that, right? Like all the time they're changing people's secondary gadgets based on balancing. So like that is definitely something they're considering. Right. Um, but that said, you also kind of skew it certain ways where it's like this operator now never gets picked because they don't have the right equipment, even though like overall they're kind of okay. What if instead of giving people an option for secondary gadgets, it was set? to a secondary gadget for some of them. Um, like Valkyrie can either do C4 or shield. It's not very often that she picks a shield, but every once in a while they will have her pick a shield to uh-huh. put it down for someone. Yeah. But if it was just... If some operators C4, didn't have a choice, yeah. yeah. Just, like no, with secondary is... weapons, right? Yeah. Like some operators only get one. Yep. Uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Because then you can get rid of... Because some of them are like, why would you ever pick the shield over C4 as Valkyrie? Because normally you, would, you never would, but in some setups they do do that and it's a problem. It's like, well, maybe you should just make it so she can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's something uh, Faith Defender 17 said. He said, no, utility dumping is OP right now because people ban attacking ops that are built for countering it and don't choose good ops to ban on defense. If it's an issue, stop banning the solutions and ban Jaeger. <laughs> you know, this is so true. We we sit here and we ban Thatcher <laughs> a lot, and we never ban Jaeger, and it's like, and then we complain that there's too we, much utility. We as a community, right? That's yes, what as talking, a community. Yeah. Yes, I'm not talking about we as in our squad. I'm talking about as a community, we're out here banning Thatcher all the time and mm-hmm. never banning Jaeger and complaining that defenders are too strong and have right. too much utility. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> do, we, do we need a new Thatcher? I, we have Callie. Cal- that is I, not honest, the same thing. It is the same thing, and it's almost better because you destroy the gadget. Kaid can't trick against Kali because he loses his gadget. Right, right. But, like, you're just talking about tricking. Like, I'm talking about everything else. And, like, I Thatcher yeah, doesn't destroy gadgets yeah. anymore, which is, like, But, like, what else, what else would you do? Like, I don't know. Like, because is the, is the idea to just make it so that people can't ban the person on utility that destroys utility? They're the person right. that yeah, destroys Yeah, like, let's just, let's just get another, like, Thatcher similar, like, more similar to Thatcher. So, so yeah. So, if, for example, if we were to only have thermite and people banned thermite then heart breach is over right yeah i see what you're saying uh i mean what if there was somebody who had something kind of like a fuse charge where like you could put that down on the ground above and then like it did some sort of like burn or something that killed gadgets or like or there was just like an emp blast or something that yeah. would kill gadgets below it or something like that or there was one that had to do with like an iq scanner where you could like scan the gadget for a certain amount of time yeah. and it would disable yeah. it temporarily oh yeah yeah, yeah. which IQ could be way better too. IQ is like her gadget is not why people pick her. Like if if you're playing against an Echo or a Valk, sometimes people will pick her for that. But like for the most part, like it's so hard to read what's actually going on behind right. her gadget that it's just like not very useful. Yeah. Uh, and then even if you can, it's like oh okay, but there's a thing behind this reinforced wall. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is nice on some sites like uh, trying to find where the Kaid claw is. It is nice yeah. to have IQ to be like, oh, it's right here. But but yeah, but she doesn't solve that problem on her own, right? Like it's it's right. an assist for Callie, right. right? Really, but like it's not like she doesn't really do very much on her own, right. which maybe she doesn't have to. But I'm just saying, like I like let's get some more gadget uh, destruction, yeah, for sure involved. And then finally, I'll share this from Spooky Sprite. No rushing works. If you're scared of utility, I don't know what to tell you. Go fuse. Lol. 
But so, going fused is like a solid. The problem with it is oh, on yeah, fused does, it's not possible. But right, there's some sites where it does not work. But like fuse destroys utility. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that's definitely a solution. And also, and yeah, rushing, rushing does work. Does work with the drone or something like if you if you're behind a Yana hologram, mm-hmm. it genuinely does work. Yeah. Like another thing too is like instead of waiting for the last twenty seconds when they're all prepped and like they've all choose chosen the angles they're going to hold mm-hmm. for you, like try doing that push at the last 40 seconds yeah or the last 60 seconds disrupt first yeah i mean like a lot of times you're trying to get something else to happen but like if you can see nothing else is happening like sometimes it's worth just calling like okay let's just push let's do it uh so yeah because then like let's say you do get in and get one guy you can actually plant instead of like now we only have 10 seconds and they know that we have to plant right like then you have 45 seconds still and maybe you just don't plant yet maybe you just hold and they start coming after you because they think you're planting. Right, yeah, because you got you got all the time in the world. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's it for Discord Discourse this week. Our topic for next week will be how would you fix Jaeger and Malusi's mm-hmm. overpicked status? If anything, what would you change to them? What kind of operator would you introduce to, to do that, whether it's a new defender or, yeah, a new defender to kind of be the same thing or a new attacker who counters them really well? Like, which which way would you go to, to solve the... Too strong and overpicked Malusi and Jaeger. Yeah, and just so you know, guys, this whole time Ryan has apparently been playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare and has been in a party for the last two hours and eight minutes. That is true. My Game computer must be on open, open it on your computer. I turned it on because I wanted to install shaders. <laughs> the game, guys, I was complaining to Ryan about this before we started the podcast. Modern Warfare Call of Duty is by far the worst built game in existence. It's so buggy. It is so bad and buggy and awful and they they don't care because millions of people will play it because unfortunately because it's they Call have of Duty. it's Call of Duty and they have really good gunplay. My gosh. Well, I mean, it's just the staple, right? Like, people who aren't that into games play yes. Call of Duty. And, right. like, they just they don't even know they the don't Rainbow even Six know. exists. Yeah, and, and they, like don't even, say, they don't even understand how broken it is. Right. They don't or, or, notice. Yeah, it's just, they, they're just not into it to, enough to care. Or, like, in, like you mention Rainbow Six to them, and you're like, they're like, what's that? And they think it's, like, some weird game because it's called Rainbow yeah. Six. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> Yeah, this is, like, uh, this has been a extremely popular game. Yeah, and it's been around for five years. Uh, and also, the series has been around for like as long as gaming has been around almost. Yeah. So the, the fact that I I struggle to hit 90 frames per second running Call of Duty Warzone on a 2080 and an i7 4790K like that is ridiculous. Yeah. That is on not on 1440p and on 1080p. Like it looks super I'm running good. it on 1080p. Yeah, on low. Everything on low and I struggle to get 100. What is this game? Who built this piece of garbage? Activision. I know. And it's just it's it's good hearing from people that like used to work for them being like they're they suck yeah, <laughs> yeah they kind of do all right let's get into listener questions okay discord you can join it by searching in google unrenowned discord and you can find us it is a good time we chat about random stuff in the cigar lounge we have siege talk channels we talk about there's operate ideas this is where you can participate in the discord discourse what's your favorite channel in discord my favorite channel probably cigar lounge cigar lounge is a good time i i like just randomly saying random about nothing yeah it's irrelevant yeah okay um yeah that's that's my favorite it gotta be my favorite podcast questions are also fun i have so i have when school starts i have to turn off notifications on some of them just mute them indefinitely because i just yeah i can't but podcast questions i always have them on because i always like to see them come up oh, I, like, oh. I actually turn it off so that they don't come up during the week because oh. we look at them no i i have podcast. it on a second. think that's funny. yeah i turn them off on purpose 
say you because who needs notifications we're just gonna look at all of them anyway um oh no i turn it on so i can purposefully like read it and think about it if it's a good question i can be like i'm i'm i go in fresh every week interesting well this is why chris is so much better at the podcast Um, anyway if you get three six sorry if you get six questions into six different episodes of the podcast you become a podcast questionnaire where you can submit a voice question you can have your voice on the podcast because it's discord it's kind of like a clunky thing to do but it's possible and you can do it yeah and it's cool yeah you can also ask regular questions in the questionnaires channel and I also just cool. I spent a fair bit of time trying to find a solution for audio recording in Discord. It doesn't yeah. exist. There's no bots that do it. There's like a bunch of old, outdated bots that claim to have done it, but it just doesn't exist. I don't know why. Should I make one? Yes. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, our first podcast questionnaire question comes from Schmidtstein. He says, if you guys could take a week vacation to a map and the surrounding area, <laughs> what would be your top three? Mine would be Coastline, Villa, and Fortress. Coastline... Okay, coastline's like a really nice like beach resort like luxury, type of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I could see definitely choice. going to coastline. Like, villa it out. is definitely cool. It's like an old style Italian like mm-hmm. mansion, basically, yep. or villa as you might call yeah. it. Fortress would be really cool. Like living in kind of a castle for a little for like yeah, a week. I don't know about the surrounding area of Fortress though. I don't know if I'd want. It's pretty cool. I actually played Fortress last night, and like, okay. it's it just like really old. It's Morocco, right? Yeah. So like, it's just like really old architecture. It's like very cool looking, uh, and there's like the cannons on the on like yeah. the um what do you call those the the bow 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 dang it castle people medieval fans are um losing their minds anyway. Yeah, wow, that's... it's it, like it, it's very cool. It's very cool. Okay, I think you're missing chalet. I was gonna say chalet. I I I think it's just the snow. I really do think it's just the snow. But I mean, like, yeah, like going going out there doing like a nice week ski trip and like that chalet obviously you say is like that a as very if nice. One of us skis. I, I don't ski, but I could <laughs> I could learn. Uh, it's obviously like a very nice uh place. Yep. Um, let's see what else. I mean, he picked really good ones to start with. Yeah, he did. It's I definitely okay. This is honestly I do. The map's aesthetic has a ton to do with how much I like it. Yeah, way more like, than it should. I don't know why, but theme park, if theme park were snowy, I think I would be in love with theme park. I I if don't just like theme park because of its aesthetic. It. It's just yeah. ugly. And if it's it, yeah. the gross, like, just like a cleaner look to it would, like, I would enjoy it a lot more. I just hate the idea of, like, a, the haunted, I guess the haunted stuff is pretty much all gone, but, like, I don't know. I just hate the aesthetic of the map yeah. so much. Same. Um... Anyway, sorry, that's irrelevant to the topic discussion. I'm trying to think. House isn't that like I mean, house is house, just a house. It's just regular, yeah. There's nothing even like the surrounding area is not cool. Bank isn't that cool. Clubhouse, not my kind of place. <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's just like I a trailer park. There. <laughs> uh yeah, Oregon's a junk house. Uh let's see, what else is there? Where is that place? Texas? Waco, Texas. Waco, yeah. Um, consulate. Consulates in France, right? Yeah, consulate might be cool. I mean, like, exist? I wouldn't want to like live in consulate. I'm trying to remember what's around consulate. I can only think of the exterior of bank right now. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, it just looks like buildings, I guess, huh? Yeah, it it's nothing cool. Uh, canal? No, 
No, kind of it's like a dock. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a shipping dock. <laughs> not be I, was, cool. I was trying to think of like what's around it. Uh, plane, favela, definitely ooh, not favela. Ooh, on the Air Force One, oh, plane would be cool. Plane would be cool. Plane would be cool. Spending a week on Air Force yeah, One that, that seems be, like a long time would, on a plane, but tower might be cool. You could fly around everywhere. Tower might be cool. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, because that's like in Japan, something or like that, or Tokyo or something. No, Tokyo's in Japan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it Hong Kong? It's. Uh, I think it's. it's I know Shanghai? it's one of the like Asian country asian i think yeah cities. i think it's china um uh, but, but it would be cool skyscraper would be cool. would be cool skyscraper might be cool i i think i like the cosine pick a ton yeah i also oh cafe dostoevsky oh cafe would be cool yeah cafe would be really cool outback i mean outback is a dump but in the outback would be cool yeah out cafe's good and cafe's in russia i'd like to visit cafe's russia. russia okay my top three i'm gonna go um I'm going to go Coastline Chalet Cafe. Dang, yeah. I think I had the same, honestly. Coastline, I'm looking at like the the um, thumbnails of the maps. They look the best out of all of them, honestly. Coastline looks way nice. Chalet looks way nice. Cafe is actually thumbnail doesn't look that good, but just being there I think would be cool. I'm going to pick the same ones in the same order. Oh, there you go. I did it. I found the answer. Uh, I actually might pick Chalet over Coastline. Shelly right. Coastline Cafe. Good question, Shimstein. Yeah. This I is like why it. you're a questionnaire. Okay. Uh, Steel Switch, also a questionnaire, asks, the highest number of kills in a match I have heard is possible is 45 playing bomb, but I think the record may be 23 or 24. What is your highest kill count? 17, I believe. Yeah. mine. I couldn't remember if it was 16 or 18. I'm going to say 18 because you just said 17. All right. Uh, I remember. And that's, was... that's what I remember. That was because it was recent, but. Possibly Mine was fairly old. I probably have a screenshot of it, actually. I should go look. But I remember I was playing a bunch of Fuse on house. And this is like, I think it was casual way back on old house. But like, oof, it was a good Yeah, it's good very round. possible back in like before, like year one, it's possible I had beat that record and yes. just had ridiculous games. We were good back then. Yeah. Compared to not now, I would wreck myself back then. But in comparison to other players, we were top players. Next question, because I'm just and friendly. Who says, what do you think of adding a grid or similar graphic to mirror windows to make it more apparent that they are open or not? And then later added, actually just came up with a better idea. Tint the glass a color. Purple would fit her motif. It's even more obvious if the window's closed and nothing blocks your view. That's not a bad idea. I this this I think specifically comes from the fact that there have been multiple times where we've been playing mirror and a window has been open and nobody really knew it was open or if someone did they didn't ever say hey this mirror window is open yeah and so you're like walk into a room they're shooting you through your mirror window and you're like what in the world or you just you don't notice a little thing is popping so you think like oh this is closed mm-hmm. like i'm good yeah it's, it's actually pretty hard to see the difference obviously from the one side where it's dark it's easy but right from the defender side it's pretty hard sometimes yeah um it's and it's frustrating like i've I've definitely had that happen to me quite a bit where i've i've died through that do you think that's like part of the balance though? Because Mira is so good. Like part of the balance is like you have to be careful about it, and you have to be like you have to pay attention to it. Uh, Maybe I also I do feel like though a lot of the times the kills that come from the other side of the mirror window are because, like, regardless of whether or not you enter the room not knowing and then seeing that there's no purple glass there isn't going to matter because you've entered the room and they're already looking at you and you yeah. expected it to be closed. Right. Like the fact that you notice late you're still going to die. I don't know if it really adds to the balance of it, but yeah, maybe not. I, yeah, I, I would, I would be in favor of it. I just wonder like, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting how would it affect the actual balance? Yeah. 
Um, our next question again comes from Schmidtstein. He says, if you guys could go back and experience one time period again, what would it be? Some examples, Siege, Alpha, or Beta, a certain season, beginning of Halo, maybe a movie you wish you could watch again for the first time. It's interesting. Huh. What do you think? I I think I might go back to the days where we were playing Halo Reach anniversary, CE anniversary, and just dominating. Those are good times. Um, I mean, I would love to go back to Halo 1 land days when that was just like, that was what you did. That was also very fun. Also, if I could do that, I would get into Melee because I didn't get into Melee till like 2012, 2013. And it's like, obviously that's really late to get into Melee. Yep. Uh, and I never got like really into Melee, but like I I would start following the Melee scene much earlier. Uh, yeah. Because it's pretty cool. Beginning of Halo was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Being being six or seven years old and beating just beating Ryan's high school friends, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, were, he was well trained. Okay, Schmidtstein also asked, "What's the actual name of the bank? It's on the entrance behind the front desk in lobby and on the monitors. The answers in the picture below, which I can't see right now. I I I don't know it, but I think I'm gonna recognize it when I see it." I, I had already seen the picture. I did not know it before. I had no idea what it was. And I didn't, I, I read it. I was like, oh, I'm maybe looking. I knew that. Prestige National Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that, but that sounds very familiar. Um, can I complain about Discord for a second? Yeah. Frequently used emoji. Where are they getting that from? <laughs> Because I, some of them are ones I've literally never touched before. Yes, right now, and then, and then there's ones like so we use the green check mark to mark the questions that we've done, and that never comes up on frequently used emoji. I use it every freaking yep podcast. Like yep. it's I have, so annoying. Right now, I have the eyes that are looking. I haven't used that in a long time. I have the poop emoji. Haven't used that in a long time. I have the laughing or satisfied one, and then I have two that are from the Rainbow Six Discord that I don't even have. Yeah. I don't even have That's another them. thing. It's so hard to get to regular emoji from the huge list of of custom server emojis. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, I can't even use these. I don't subscribe to your stupid thing, so I can't even use these. I don't care. Show me the ones I can use. Mm. Discord. So good, but some things are so infuriating. Yeah, either, I think the frequently used must be ones that other people that are frequently used in your other servers. Maybe, but then there's also some like so I have bread on there right now, which was one that we used recently to mark questions. Yeah, and so it's like yeah, I used it frequently for like a day to mark like eight questions, and then I haven't used you know, it again they need since. Stickied emojis. Yes, favorites. Be stickied. Yeah, mm, favorites. So annoying. Anyway, um, Schmitztain also mentions that uh, in episode forty at forty two oh five, Ryan mentioned Tachanka shooting. Like incendiary grenades. A flamethrower. I specifically yeah. said, what if they gave him a flamethrower? I went back and listened to this and I was like, wow, I'm so We smart. were talking about how to fix the chunk and we started thinking like, what if he had different ammunition on his turret? And then, yeah, Ryan goes, what if they gave him a flamethrower? Yeah. Interesting. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, and then I found another Schmidt stain. So this is the reason he's a pod- uh, podcast questionnaire. What category of operator do you think the next two operators will be my two guesses for attacker would be an info op or some type of shootable explosive like astro zofia my two guesses for defenders would be a new trap op or hard breach denial like bandit or mute i don't know if they'll go another hard breach denial i could see another trap operator coming like actual mechanical trap operator Mm, yeah it's been a long time it was lesion the last trap operator we really got 
there was a while there Jeez, were people yeah, like, him were or getting, Ella, which is first Legion was after Ella. There was a while there were people who were getting like upset about too many traps in the game. Yeah. Um, hey, if people are gonna start picking another trap operator over a Malusi or someone else, that, that's the that's the thing that people fail to realize. And Macy J brings this up pretty frequently. Is people say like, "Oh, you just introduced like new traps." Like, yes, but in order to pick those new traps, you aren't picking right. these traps or this operator that right. has that. Like, so we already have five trap operators or more, so yeah. they can only bring five trap operators. Right. Like, yeah. Um, I I Intel I could I could I mean I could, I could maybe see, see a, a another gadget nerfer like like Thatcher like somebody to deal with gadgets. I yeah. I could see that being a thing. A heartbreak support operator, I could definitely see. I could also see one. Hmm. I, I definitely not a heart breach. That's not happening. Yeah, I don't see Intel coming. We just got Sam on offense, and defense has plenty of Intel. I could see another like Intel like for defense. Like they do have plenty, but I could see another one coming. Just what about like another a, sneaky operator, like another Cavera, like a Cavera Nook, Nook, or a Vigil, yeah. counter Intel. Like we haven't really had a sneaky sneak for a while. Yeah, I guess I guess question. Nook is fairly recent. I I could definitely see like a support on like a hard boot support on attack that for sure. I I really could see like a Valkyrie like a different Valkyrie on defense. Really? Yeah. I really could. Well, yeah, I'm trying to think like what would you even do that different with Valkyrie? I don't know. Just different kinds of cameras, I guess. I, I just feel like there's so many cameras already, and they're already like highly picked. So why change it? I don't know. Anyway, okay, let's go to our regular questions channel. Uh, keep asking your questions here, and you'll make it into that podcast questionnaire role. Our first one comes from It's Lucci. He says, tacos or hamburgers? Ooh. Um, I say hamburgers. Yeah, probably hamburgers. I mean, I really, really like, like, you know, street tacos, like real yeah. tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think an In-N-Out double-double is my favorite food of all holy time. Holy. So. I I do like just a good burger. I like burgers. Yeah. Burgers taste good. Burgers are very good. Who doesn't like eating cow? I don't know. Some people. Uh, Fuse Me Daddy says, who are your favorite YouTubers and streamers? Not necessarily Siege related. I, I was just telling Ryan this before the podcast. I started to grow like very fond of Dr. Disrespect, like watching <laughs> him stream. Like, <gasps> I made it. My check mark. It made it into frequently used. I did it. Hey! I did it. Okay, guys. I'm so proud of you. Oh, I learned. I learned. We, you can't search for it. If you search for it, it doesn't help. You have to like scroll to it. Okay, go ahead, Doctor Disrespect. Yeah. Okay, Doctor Disrespect is probably one of my favorite streamers now. I probably because of the time that he streams. He just happens to stream at a time where I like. Where you're available. Yeah, where maybe not necessarily where I'm available, but where I am least productive, and I'm like, oh, like he's streaming. Yeah, I'll just watch. I'll watch a game real fast. I honestly don't watch that much YouTube or streaming. Um, I used to be really into like game informers content mm -hmm. so they did a show called replay and super replay and like it's pretty funny and like it was kind of like earlier youtube when like that like i don't know that was a thing yeah that's not really a youtube has changed uh, like at least for me the time of having watched like youtube series especially for game videos isn't yeah. a thing for me anymore yeah. now it's i'm gonna watch a stream yeah, yeah, yeah. Def streaming has definitely inserted itself as the primary way to watch gaming content. 
Um, like if I want to see like somebody playing a game to decide if I want to buy it or not, I will almost always look for a stream over like a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, but I do, I think I like, I actually prefer like more edited curated videos that are like 10 minutes over like sitting and watching a stream. I just like, I just don't put streams on in the background like a lot of people do. Cause it just distracts me. I don't do whatever I'm very trying to do. Yeah. It's very distracting. There's, and there's also just like a lot of content that I already want to listen to, whether it's podcasts or like another informational video or school like there's already a lot of content that i already like want to do yeah, where it's like yeah. i don't have time to also do this um one of my favorite youtubers though mark rober oh yeah he makes really really good science videos he like engineering nasa yeah. engineer yeah he makes very good videos in there also once a month he just makes a really cool video and not really like teaching you about science as much as like he does something with engineering, mechanical yes. yep. and science type yeah, of stuff. He, he like cool he does stuff. a cool project. Yeah. Like so he, he's the guy if you've definitely seen the like oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the decoy package yep. thing where like he, he puts this package out that does like the glitter bomb and the fart smell on yep. people who steal it. Yep. So like that's that's that guy and he has lots of he has several of those videos and then he has like similar videos in different veins. So Yeah. Another one of my like favorite ones that I think is like a lot of people know of brave wilderness he's the guy that will like get bit by like the cow killer bee or like the <sighs> bullet ant gosh watching Why the guy he's crazy but he has a lot of cool like nature science videos that yeah. are just super interesting my actually my favorite content is just uh reddit's um idiots in cars sub <laughs> just just watching people get into accidents yeah <laughs> that's, that's a good video content <laughs> that's a good one um, uh, as long as I don't see people die, I hate when it's like that person just died. <laughs> also, the the ridiculous amount of viewers that Mr. Beast gets is just insane. Because what are... he does is so cool. Yeah, he does. He does the randomest, coolest thing. Did you see the thing where he bought a guy a house? Yeah, that is so cool. I yeah. wish I could do that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's he, so. He has cool. a really cool, good. Video. He has a million people watching his stream right now. A million. Really? One million people watching his stream right now. That is more people than are watching any category of Twitch alone right now. Wow. One million people. What's he streaming? A $300,000 influencer trivia tournament. Okay. Like, just a random... Like, it, it is just insane. Their marketing is... He's Yeah, he's... Their marketing is very good. They're very good at what they're they do. They're very good. Okay, Spooky Monkey asked, Okay, I don't like Spooks. to be over dramatic about this stuff especially because <laughs> i haven't played him yet but i feel like tachanka is kind of op i can't think of a reason to bring smoke tachanka has a full auto primary with destruction whereas smoke has the fmg9 or a shotgun and tachanka has 50 seconds of area denial without line of sight whereas smoke has 30 with line of sight i mean debatable line of sight but i, I get what you're saying yep. is what i said earlier plus tachanka's fire things only last five seconds and so there's more flexibility they also do more damage and he can resurrect himself also how am i going to down peak spawn peak so how am i going to spawn peak now that i don't have the original lord monkey okay this is what you're saying is like the initial gut reaction of what everyone was saying about tachanka which are a lot of really good points but the put into practice part is where you're actually going to see whether or not they're all true like it on paper, yeah, it looks like what in the world is going on here. Tachanka clearly is going to be better. But when you actually start playing with it, I I do think there's still going to be purpose for Smoke, and I don't mm -hmm. think he's going to be... Smoke has a shield. Smoke does have a Tachanka shield. Tachanka has barbed wire and procs, I believe. Yep. Uh, so, like, I think that shield is a big deal for Smoke. That said, Tachanka can open the rotates with his primary and, like, 
and he can in theory get like more than smoke can because smoke's shotgun shells are like pretty limited yeah um so i mean he can probably do as many rotates as you want but then you start running low on ammo uh, i don't think it's gonna be a problem with tachanka he doesn't have a ton of it though that you do like he has like 60 60 something in his clip and then he only has like 100 reserve or something like that like it's not like he's like when he starts making rotates he actually does kind of get it's not the all right um you you make tons of good points the i i do just think we have to see what happens i i do think he'll be i think he'll be strong i think he'll be preferred over smoke i don't think smoke is going to become obsolete he's a one speed that's true he is a one speed which is a big deal uh, I don't think smoke becomes obsolete, though. Yeah. And also, not very many people pick the FMG9 on smoke. It's always the shotgun with the SMG11. Right. So the right. the fact that he makes destruction, they both do that all the time. Yeah. Um, next question comes from Logical Dave. He says, am I crazy or did they nerf Windows? I noticed I missed the area to vault and I get killed because I can't vault in time. They did make Windows where you have to hit them twice in order to get into the window. Yeah, and it, is, it seems to be a little bit more picky too. That like you, you always get if you hit it twice. Yeah, I guess if you hit it twice, it's always there one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, that has not changed, true. but you do have to hit it twice now. So you're not crazy. They did nerf Windows. Yes, uh, Vo Matt says, "What can it be do to make the TTS a truly valuable tool for the dev team and the community alike? Should there be some sort of reward incentive for actually playing on and using the TTS, i.e., a charm or universal weapon skin on the live servers? Maybe a renown bonus that gets transferred to your live server renown total. Also, what would you guys like them to use the TTS for? Any random tweaks or changes that you would want them to uh, just try out on the TTS, sort of like the reinforced roof hatches? So yeah, like I mean, we've said." Tons and tons and tons of times that they should be trying more things on the test server and use it truly as a test server, first of all. We just talked, like, let's try Vanilla Siege. Let's try um, yeah. the fewer gadgets. Let's try uh, if Castle could only be breached by uh, hard by Hard Breach. Let's try Castle on Attack. Like, all this kind of stuff. Like, we would love to see more uh, true tests on the test server. Which, to be fair, they are doing those tests. They just aren't doing them on a public level. Right. The TTS is... It's a valuable tool for the dev team, 100%. There are a lot of bugs, a lot of fixes that are caught and found in the TTS that they're able to actually yep. do something about. Yep. Um. So it is valuable. The thing is, it's just not... It is... It's not... They're not testing different things for it. And the... In order to get the stupid charm, you have to find and report three bugs that have to be acknowledged that you have to be the first one to find and report. And it's like, okay, like... I will find bugs and I'll report them, but someone else has either done it first or someone else does a duplicate one after me and they happen to be the one that you acknowledge over mine because there's gets like the way that system works is just hard. There's and there yeah. should be just a bug report in game. Satisfactory yeah. has this thing where if you find a bug in game, you press bug report and you can type it up in game and send them screenshots through the in game channel to do it. Like that's that should be on the TTS. You should be able to submit it that way. Um, and there should be some sort of reward for just like playing the TTS in general on the live server. Like if you play, I don't know, X amount of time or X amount of matches, like you can get this charm or this skin or this much renown. Right. And I think that's the point he was making about making it a more valuable tool is that like they're not really getting that much data because people don't really play it. Yeah. Especially like for the new season. Especially during the battle pass time. Like, ah, yeah, I yeah. don't want to play that right now. Right. 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 Um, so, yeah, like I think. They should definitely do some incentive. Like if if it carried over to your battle pass, that would be really nice. Yeah. 
Um, and then I think you should be able to get exclusive, uh, you know, charms and, and headgear and all that kind of stuff in the test server and like extend that maybe like every day that that test server is live, there's an exclusive thing you can get, but you have to play like three or four games or something. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I agree. Patrick, the fourth asked, what PCs do you guys have? So we both have custom built PCs. Mm-hmm. Um, mine has a Ryzen seventeen hundred X and an RTX twenty eighty with sixteen gigabytes of RAM, and that's the relevant statistics. Mine has the same exact thing, except for the processor is a i seven forty seven ninety K. Yeah, which is still fine. Yeah. Um, make poop sticker said, "When will the forty nine ers go back to the Super Bowl, if ever?" Um, someone went in here and funnily reacted with never in words, which is false. This year it won't happen. I mean, they will go back. They were just there. Yeah, they uh, were literally just there. The Our quarterback is injured right now, so not going to happen this Poor, year. It's so frustrating. It is so like Injuries are so annoying in football because like, it just it happens all the time because obviously it's a certain, rough game. For certain players, like our, our right. quarterback obviously is huge, and he tried to play the other day and clearly was not playing well at all. Um, and so they took him back out, but and then we lost like a defensive lineman that's it's just sad we lost a lot of people at the beginning of the season in like mm-hmm. week two and it's yeah. like well it seems it seems to be like stacked toward the beginning too i don't know if it's because yeah. they're just like not they're just excited to play yeah so like i don't know what's careful. what's different there or like or maybe just like not as like aware like because they're just not in the mode of playing football as much as well as they were yeah. you know when you're in the middle of a season I don't know, but it seems like at the beginning of a season, just like teams just go down. Ah, it's sad. Uh, they'll be back. It, it'll be. I I bet you Jimmy Garoppolo takes them back within the next three to five years. I think yeah, that next year I think they could be seen in the playoffs. They have a good team. They have a great coach. They have a great defensive coordinator. Holy freak! Spook true. If you owned Ubisoft for one day, what would you do? Custom games. Cash out my stocks. Oh yeah. <laughs> also that. <laughs> I, I would do something to make sure that custom games somehow gets on the list of things to get done right away. Like, I don't know how I would do it, but if I owned it for one day, I mean, I own it. I'd just walk in there and be like, hey, why isn't this done? I demand an answer. Also, why is my siege stats not updated to the correct thing? What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, custom games. I, yeah. I... Or maybe I would create a way to, I would put the podcast on the site. Ooh, yeah, we have a podcast. I would, yeah, I would create, I would, I would create a way for us to have some sort of like liaison directly. Well, it's with... a full day. It's not saying we can do one thing. So yeah, number I one, I get to the social media team and say, hook up with Unrenowned. They need to uh, be featured. Uh, let's do a, a week long push of Unrenowned. Two, we <laughs> would say to the dev team, get to work on custom games right away. Uh, what's the other thing that we've that's been like we've been waiting for? More stats has been one thing I wanted for forever. Which, that's coming. But. I feel like there's something else. I don't know. Um, maybe I would like submit a list of our operator ideas and like just go back and, and find like all the really good ones and just say like, take a look at all these operator ideas, put them in the freezer or whatever the thing is. Fridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Some um, selfish, some helping everybody. Okay, our last question. This is going to be extremely controversial. So, so the person who left us a bad review on 
uh, Apple Podcasts because we spent 15 minutes talking about the serial tier lists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> time, time to tune out. <laughs> time to tune out. This is true because we're about to talk about candy. Should we let's uh let's let's finish off with this. So let's let's finish off the podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go follow us on Twitter at R6 Unrenowned. Of course, join the Discord. You can ask questions, you can participate with the community. Uh help support us by going to drinkmaw.com slash r6 pod. That's drinkmaw.com slash r6 pod. Also, if you want to help support the podcast, really the best thing you could do is share it with your friends and uh make sure that everybody has heard about it and uh, yeah. do all that stuff. Go give us a review on your favorite podcatcher that you're listening on. Yeah. Give us a five-star review. Tell us how awesome we are, which Does we Spotify are. Spotify do podcast reviews? Not sure. I don't think I don't so. But leave, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, and or whatever the podcatcher you listen to. We'd really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Follow me on Twitch and YouTube at just hello with three O's. And I am on the same platforms as Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. And the Twitter is at r 600 Not yes. sure if you said that already. Yeah, we did, but let's bookend it. It's there. Okay. This is a tier list of candies given to us by Lion. He says, hey guys, it's Lion back with another tier list. Since my last one got on the pod, I just wanted to see if this one can too, with the extra bonus of it being Spooktober. Did Lion do the cereal? Or... Must have. I don't think so. I think that was Could have been else. like an operator one or something. Maybe. Anyway, this is a personal list. I wanted to know your guys' stance on the best candy. Don't worry. The apple was just a gag. Okay, so there is There's one... a lot of candy here. Yes, and there are a few problems that I see starting off the bat. Yes. Number one, Reese's Thank you. is in A tier instead of first gone, and candy corn is in so, first so, gone. So the, the tiers are first gone, as in like you have your Halloween bucket, I guess, and the first right. thing gone is, is the top candy. Right. Then A, B, last gone, straight into the trash, and I don't know what these are. They weren't in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so first gone yeah reese's is the best candy like, yeah full I, think, stop. I, I i legitimately do think that reese's is one of like the best selling candies in in the united states like that's a and, and like there are other candies i like i don't always get a reese's when i get candy but like reese's is the best yeah. so um yeah that's wrong also candy corn is universally recognized as garbage candy there is no reason candy corn should be in first gone what are you thinking yeah i think candy corn goes into i don't think it goes straight into the trash but it goes last gone for yeah. sure with for me it goes straight into the trash but i do know people that like candy corn and they'll pick it up and so that's it's fine but like at best it's like a b-tier candy. it's not first gone yeah um, um crunch i don't think i would put there Ooh, i really like crunch either but but i, I wouldn't put it first gone a i'd say a well, no, because I mean, looking at the the list of all this other candy. Okay, so here's the thing: I don't really like candy. I like chocolate. Like chocolate's great, but most candy, candy, I'm just like not interested. So most of my top tier is going to be chocolate, and the rest of this candy is garbage. Um, I will say most of your first gone tier is pretty good. So Kit Kat, Crunch, yeah. M and M, Snickers. Uh, this is all good stuff. Jolly Ranchers, it looks like. I think I don't know if Twix. I put Jolly Ranchers in first gone, but. Definitely Twix. They, are, they can be up there. Twix is up there, right? Yeah, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Reese's, I would just make sure is in that first gone area. Other than that, I think you did a good job. Yeah. Um, I don't like Skittles. So I would... Like, Skittles are fine. I know a lot of people like Skittles. So but I'd like they are B-tier. extremely pop. I would see them in first gone. Yeah, easy. but I don't like Skittles. Oh. I love those things. Uh, A tier. Oh, what is Butterfinger doing down there at last gone? Butterfinger's good. Yeah, Butterfinger, I don't think, belongs in last gone. It doesn't belong in first gone. Probably A or B. Yeah. Um, you have like gummy bears in your A tier. I don't understand what those are doing there. Gummy bears. Yeah, the Haribo. Oh no, Har no Haribo no. Yeah, those belong down in. I mean, they're fine. Last gone though. Probably last gone. And Gushers I, and are Tootsie good. Rolls? Tootsie rolls are literally the last gone thing all the time. If you ever go to those Halloween buckets, there's a billion Tootsie rolls at the bottom of yep, it. Yep, yep. 
That's like, last con. That's last con for sure. Green uh, pops are good. Gushers are good, but they're not candy. Yeah, I mean, they are. Uh, they are fruit roll-ups, like, though, too. Like, I don't... Those are, like, trash... Like, trash These, these are, like, lunch like, snacks. Yes. Yeah. They're, I mean, they Sugar are candy, snacks. but, like, they're not But they're not candy. Halloween candy. I would just throw those out of the list because the caramel apple pops, those are actually extremely good. Caramel apple pops. I've never had those. They're, like, the green suckers with the caramel outside. No. They are awful for your teeth, but, man, those things they're are good. delicious. Uh, Smarties. I, li- I like Smarties in A tier. Yes, Smarties. That's all right. Three Musketeers is a good A tier pick. What is that? Milky Way should be pushed down. You have that in the first gone. That should be pushed to A or B. Ring Pops. I can see Milky Way in A. Um, what is the thing that's four over on A tier? So like, I, oh, those like I, strawberry I, candies. Yeah, I recognize them. They're gross. I don't like them though. They're, those should be last gone. So the the ones that like they come in a wrapper that's like looks like a strawberry. Yeah. Yeah, those those are gross. Yeah, those that's last, last gone. Hershey's cookie and cream leading up B tier. I like that. That's fine. It's it's like a good candy, but like I usually wouldn't choose it. And are those uh pixie sticks? Uh those are pixie sticks. I think they are. Pixie yeah. sticks are A tier. Oh, and Starburst is an A tier. That's a good pick. This Starburst is mostly is an A-tier. good. Yeah, this is I, I like the B tier. The yeah, the Werther's original the little caramel things. I think those do belong there. Those are good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, fun dips, yeah. Fun dips and B tier. Very good, very good. Nerds, yeah. Nerds. Mm-hmm. This is good. Sour Patch, Tootsie Pops. Yeah, this is all good. Yeah. B-tier solid. Last gone, Butterfinger just doesn't belong here. Mr. Good Bar is, like, basically a crunch bar. It's a crunch bar, but, like, it's, like, peanutty. Like, I think crunch yeah, is I better than Mr. Good Bar. I would put Mr. Good Bar up one. Yes, up to B-tier. 100 Grand is fine there. Sweet Tarts is fine there. Twizzlers. What about York, Peppermint Patties? I think I like Yorks better, I but I do think they are last gone. With oh. in the realm of the world, I like them better than Last Gone. Like I would, I would take one. Oh, is that the? Are those the like vanilla Tootsie Pops down there? Tootsie Tootsie Rolls, like the Where? vanilla and like strawberry Tootsie Rolls. Where are you seeing this? And in Last Gone, at toward the end by Butterfinger and Swedish Fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, are yeah. those are those are trash. The, okay, but the green ones actually taste good. That's all trash. The the green ones I think taste good, but du- the double rest bubble? of them are absolute trash. Double bubble yeah, is double probably bubble last gone, but last it's gone. good. Um, straight into the trash, we've got dots, Mike and Ike's, almond joys. I okay, I can testify to almond joys that they go straight in the trash. I literally have a drawer. Oh wait, those are baby Ruth. The candy drawer. Uh, oh, baby, do we have baby Ruth on this? Yeah, thing? I don't Where's see baby Ruth? baby Ruth. Baby Ruth belongs in straight into the trash. Or last gone because I have a candy drawer and baby Ruth is literally oh, it's right there. It's in last gone. Good. Because me, I, hang on, let me try one of these. I'm looking at the candy drawer. There it is. I got it. It's full of Snickers, too. You know a Snickers guy? I No, I do like Snickers, but those are the ones that are in there right now. Like, I just filled it up again. Oh, but with Snickers. Actually, I, Snickers, end, I think, are too high. I don't think Snickers are actually first gone. Snickers are more of an A tier, I think. I, it, at the end of my candy drawer, when I get everything out of it, and I have to go buy more, it's because all that's left in it is Baby Ruth. And so it's like, I'm way less likely to go pick it up. But baby Ruth's good. That's not... I mean, if you have Baby Ruth versus... I'm, Dry I'm roasted of... peanuts, rich caramel, and smooth nougat. Wait, 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 what's the number one ingredient? Dry roasted peanuts. That's got to be a healthy snack. Yeah. Dry exactly. roasted pizzas. <laughs> anyway, I I go off the frequency of the candy drawer, so I very frequently get candy out of it. But there have been times where when it gets low, and I go to grab something, I'm like, oh, there's all that's left here is baby Ruth. Since I just kind of close. Wait up. a second. Oh, this is this is an uh, I don't know what these are. That's okay. Toblerone. He has an I don't know what these are. 
Toblerone doesn't belong down there, though. No, Toblerone is is good. It's, it's actually really good. It's like that's one of the ones that you can't find in a lot of places. But mm-hmm. Toblerone bars are actually really good. They hurt my teeth, but they're good. Really? Andy's mitts are also really good. I do yeah. like Andy's mm-hmm. mitts. I like them a lot. Um, okay. Anything else here? It's like now and later's. I think now and later's are better than trash. You, there's there's two. oh hot tamales are way better than trash. Hot tamales is like oh. one of a few candies I like. No, there's it's like uh, toothbrushes here. <laughs> that's pretty funny straight into the trash uh junior mints i think belong just a little bit higher just because they're funny yeah because of seinfeld yeah it was a junior mint good tier list you made a few critical mistakes but overall good tier list yeah i, I think my biggest problem is that candy corn is in first gone and reese's and an yeah tier. reese's and candy corn those are like and also the strawberry ones yeah those the are strawberry like blasphemy also i would bump all of these hershey's down they're in first gone like a, just a regular hershey's bar and a hershey's kiss like they're fine but they're, they're kind of waxy mm, they're i like, don't know what you're talking about that chocolate is not that good chocolate's chocolate some chocolate is definitely way better than other chocolate <laughs> hey if it's brown i eat it <laughs> <laughs> okay that's gonna do it thank you guys so much we love you i i do i do um oh also just goodbye